Behind the Mat, where we talk about the strange martial art of jiu-jitsu and how that uh, that martial art impacts a person's life. Today, we are joined by Mike Kingray, uh, entrepreneur that balances a crazy training schedule with owning and managing businesses out of state, constant travel. He obtained his black belt in February, which I was there to uh, to to witness. Uh, subsequently, has brought home ten gold medals from IBJJF competition so far, Gi and No Gi, and a host of other medals, um, metal hardware in the first year as a black belt. Has a BJJ super fight coming up in Kansas City, November 11th at Harris Casino. Thank you for being here. You were one of my first people that I wanted on the other podcast. Now the time's aligned and we're here. Thank you for showing up today. Great. I appreciate the invite. Yeah. Yeah. So just... Speaking about the black belt that you just received, would you say that that was the biggest accomplishment that you have received in martial art or competition? Um, yeah, I would I would say for for sure. Um, not only just in, in martial arts competition wise, whatever. Um, <clears throat> you know, outside of of uh, raising you know two kids uh, that are amazing. It's probably uh, the biggest thing I've ever accomplished in my life, uh, you know, including college, everything, you know, that, that you can do. Um, the, the road to get there, I think, was by far the most challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say the, the reward at the end of, of the challenge uh, has, has trumped pretty much everything. Good. Now, this time last year, you had just torn your, it was your pec muscle, muscle right? Yeah, my, my, my right pec, yeah, tore it uh, completely off the, the humerus. It was retracted about an inch and a half. Yeah, it was wow. pretty pretty nasty. But you bounced back pretty quick because a few months later, I seen you already competing. <laughs> yeah. not, not sure how yeah. you did that, but you were doing it. Yeah, I was, I was actually back, uh, did my first competition. So I, I tore the... I tore the pack around uh, November seventh of uh, of last year, uh, right before Continent Nationals. So I was I was unable to compete at Continent Nationals. Um, I missed uh, IBJJF Nogi Worlds. Um, so it's it pretty disappointing. I've been working hard uh, to get up to both of those tournaments, um, and uh, the the pack tore. I uh, had to have surgery to have it repaired, reattached everything, and. Was told the timeline before I'm even back to full contact was going to be minimum five to six months, uh, which put me out. Um, you know, May to June before I was really supposed to start training. Um, but I'm a, I'm a big believer that you you listen to your body and, and what your body tells you, and also what your physical therapist tells you. Um, and you know, the way I progressed, uh, I worked really hard at the the PT. Sometimes I was doing twice a day. Um, you know, I was doing stretches extracurricular at home on the, on top of that, on the PT, uh, just trying to push myself, trying to get back in as, as quickly as I could, uh, and really wanted to be able to, to do some sort of, you know, um, training, uh, when I received my black belt too. So that was a big goal. I want to be able to do something on the mat because I was already set to receive my black belt in February. I already knew that was coming. Then the injury happens and, uh, you know, it just, it, I didn't think it would feel the same. So I was really set on, on trying to be back where I could at least do something, you mm-hmm. know, when, when the belt promotion came along. Yeah. Um, and so that was a big kind of uh, mid-step goal for me to be back ahead of, of the timeline to, um, 
and so I was able to I was able to get there and actually do some some light we'll call it light sparring. Uh, you know uh, that that day, um, but yeah, it was uh, it was a really good recovery. I had a, a great physical therapist to work with too. Um, and, uh, you know, was able to, to really get back on the mat, uh, full contact within about, uh, 12 weeks. So yeah. almost two months ahead of the timeline. You were, you were telling me when we were there in Austin that you were really bummed because that would have been your last time to compete as a brown belt. Did, did that add more disappointment, disappointment? And, and I know you already bought your, uh, got your travel. Uh, plan to get there, and you had to see all of us competing in that. You were really bummed about not being able to compete in your brown belt one more time, right? Yeah, I mean those were those were two big two big tournaments I missed out on between uh, between Comnet Nationals and, and Nogi Worlds, and and knowing that the the black belt was coming. Um, you know, I, I really wanted to see what I could accomplish there uh, before I, I stepped it up to the next level and was feeling really good. So there was definitely some disappointment there. But I think overall, you know, for me, it, it worked out in the end, um, you know, because I, I learned a valuable lesson, too, with that. Um, you know, as I have progressed through jujitsu, uh, you know, with age starting in the, in the mid to late 20s now where I'm at now at, at 41 um, is that it's it's really important to listen to your body. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's necessarily <laughs> true, though, because I seen you uh, a, a month or so later in Arcadia, and you were already roll. I'm like, what what's going on? I, I couldn't uh, understand that, that you were back that quick. That's why I asked you. I'm like, are you supposed to be training right now? The, My the, therapist says light. Yeah, light. <laughs> I, was, I was going light. Uh, but you know when, when I kind of go back to the listen to your body thing, like the, the day the the injury actually took place, um, I just felt like I shouldn't even be on the mat. Yeah, you know, it was probably my eleventh day training in a mm -hmm. row. Yeah, and some of those days were were two days. Mm -hmm. um, I felt just sore, dehydrated, just week um i just felt like this is not a good training session at all i was like i should have just taken the day off and then you know within 30 minutes of me having that thought boom the the peck pops yeah. and tears and it was mm. you know so it was obviously uh it was obviously you know me not listening to my body but i kind of kind of had that i think those warning signs and uh you know so i think that was a good lesson as well you have been on a tear since you got your black belt or what, what are you specifically um, competing to ultimately? Uh, on what stage are you trying to get to? Um, you know, I would say the, the ultimate girl, goal, the ultimate goal uh, is, a, is a world title. Um, I, it's, it's tough to get there to achieve a world title at Black Belt, uh, whether it's especially in the adult you know divisions, but even even in the master divisions, it's an extremely uh, you know steep hill to climb. Um, you know, there's tons of talent out there, guys that have been training all their life, guys mm -hmm. like me that just got their black belts that are hungry as well um, to to do the same thing. And uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's it's something that I, I aspire to knowing that I, I may never get there, but, uh, you know, it's, it's something I work for day in and day out. That's why I put in the training regimen I do. Uh, that's why I put in the time that I do. And, um, you know, I think for me, that's, that's the ultimate goal. That's what I'm hungry for. And, and that's what, that's what I'd like to accomplish. That's, that's what's up right there. Now, you know, 
getting a black belt, we know it, it's, it takes extreme discipline. You've been competing for over a decade. You, you've been in the corporate world as a corporate executive for 20 plus, 24 plus years. Um, how, how does training so hard impact the normal day life, especially when it, when it comes to being a parent to Penelope and Maverick? Do you find yourself being able to to balance that in, in a way that's fair to both sides? Yeah, I mean, I think it, there's there's a learning curve there uh, for sure. I think you you know you got to find find the right balance and and understand. And I'd say I probably reduce my training schedule a little bit. You know, uh, when I when I do have uh, when I do have my kids. Um, you know, being a divorced parent is only part time. Um, but uh, you never part time parent involved, bro. <laughs> well, this is true. Um, but uh, you know, and traveling to Kansas City uh, as well to to put that time in and and manage businesses um, while I'm there at the, at the same point in time. So, you know, every time when I'm there, it's it's training, it's business, it's kids. Um, so I would almost say that sometimes my schedule there feels busier than when I'm here in Phoenix. Um, you know, being that I split and, you know, live in two different places. Um, so I think, you know, I'm able to actually get in more training here. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm most of the time I'm doing two days when I'm here. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, my, my weekends tend to be mostly free. Uh, and then when I, when I go to Kansas city, it's just boom, boom, boom. Um, you know, I get in, I have the kids, I'm, I'm, you know, focused on them. Uh, while they're at school, it's, it's business stuff, getting in training, um, you know, on the weekend, try to sneak in a little bit of training, balancing the kids in there. You know, you don't want to be too tired at the same time, yeah. right? You yeah. Know? Yeah. And, and it's trying to, to balance it and manage through all these things. So, you know, that's why, you know, also on top of not taking time away from them, um, you know, I got to kind of curtail the training because I got to have the energy levels up. I got to be focused on them, uh, activities with them, all those sorts of things. And, uh, you know, make sure that I, I really get that quality time in while I'm there. Do you ever see yourself moving back to KC on a full-time basis? <clears throat> um, I would say, you know, at this point, probably not, uh, on a full-time basis. I could see where there may be a point that, uh, you know, I end up, uh, spending more time there or mm -hmm. even maybe majority of time there for a little while as, as they continue to grow up and, and things evolve. Um, you know, it's one of those things where I, I have to take life as it comes mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, roll with the punches, so to speak mm -hmm. and, and adapt, um, you know, cause right now I'd say my time is probably 70, 30, maybe 60, 40, uh, where the majority of that you know, 70, 30 is Phoenix and then 30% Kansas city. Um, you know, I can see that it's, it's kind of shifted a little bit this summer, uh, where I felt like it was a lot more 50, 50, um, you know, now that school's back in, that's changed a little bit mm -hmm. because they're back in school. But, uh, you know, I, I, I can see, you know, as, like I said, as they continue to grow up, things get busier and, you know, it, it will probably have more pull to, for me to be there more often for them. You you mentioned um, being there more often for them, uh, and there is a huge sacrifice that you're paying right now. You have a lot of stuff going on in terms of business. You're opening up. You're, you're building out three more stretch labs uh, mm -hmm. right now. How, how's that going? Yeah, so we actually have two of the three uh, open now. Um, so we 
have uh, one in, in Fairway, uh, which is a suburb of uh, Kansas City um, on the Kansas side. Uh, we just opened our location is actually in the heart of downtown Kansas City, Missouri, wow. um, right by the Power and Light District. Um, and then now, uh, as that progresses towards grand opening, because it just soft opened, um, we will start uh, kind of shopping and, and looking for that third location there to, to finish the build out for that uh, territory. Do you ever see yourself uh, getting a franchise here, or are you just going to keep that uh, in, in KC for right now? Actually, this would have been uh, probably the first choice because of the, the market, uh, bigger population, everything like that. Mm -hmm. However, uh, this direct market was already sold out. Uh, so logically, uh, for us, it made the most sense to go to Kansas city next, uh, being that's where I'm from, mm -hmm. you know, networking connections, knowing the lay of the land, uh, all, all that sort of stuff. And then already, you know, traveling there, you know, twice a month to see the kids yep. and being able to put time in there and put time in the businesses. Uh, that was the next most logical location for us to, to place them. Now, when you hear you just, you, you just operate business from here back to Kansas city or, or are you doing anything else around the Valley right now? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, help manage those uh, remotely and, and and lead the teams there. And then, uh, you know, training. And, uh, you know, I also do, uh, you know, private training for BJJ as well. Um, so kind of balancing all those three things when I'm here. You, you mentioned the, um, the, the, the lessons that you give in uh, jujitsu. One of the things I thought was uh, was great to me is that you you mentioned uh, personal training and beyond the mat, which I took as mentorship. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people, it doesn't matter the uh, the age, they need someone to come into their life and spend that quality time. Is that something that you're passionate about in, in, in throwing your arms around somebody and um, being a, a listening ear or uh, an advocate? Yeah, definitely. And I think that part of that comes with the, the brotherhood of, uh, of jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu is a hell yeah. of a culture. Um, and, you know, I th you know as, as a leader, uh, you know, in that you, you take naturally to that uh, through the mentorship you had, you mm -hmm. know, with those higher belts as you came up through the ranks. And, you know, you saw, you know, how they, how they treated you, um, how they were there, not only, you know, on the mat to teach and help guide you, um, but, you know, in, in different aspects of life when you spent time with them off mm -hmm. the mat, um, you know, how, how they, their friendship, you know, and their mentorship, you know, helped you as well. Um, and, and being able to, to pay that forward, so to speak, mm -hmm. uh, to others now, um, as a, as a leader within, you know, your school and the sport, um, to, to really help guide people and, and, you know, wherever the support is needed, um, be a listening ear, mm -hmm. um, you know, help them with problems, talk through, you know, you know, potential business situations with them, um, you know, whatever it might be. Um, but to provide that support, you know, within, within the brotherhood, I think is, is huge. And, you know, I think that's just a part of the, the culture of, of the sport. And one reason that makes it so great, why so many people are drawn to it, um, you know, because you, you have that support mechanism there for you. And, you know, you, you have this team and this group of people that's always behind you and there for you. If, if you're on the outside looking in, people couldn't, couldn't imagine the type of relationships you build in those, in those walls, which is the vision I have with this podcast. Um, you are the, you're the person that made me start carrying my uniform 
everywhere I went to start training in other places. I'm like, man, how is this guy getting around like that? Uh, but with with our membership, we can go anywhere globally and train. Mm-hmm. And that's how I, I have started building so many relationships, you know, it, not not only within Gracie Baja, but other schools as well. Is, is that something that, that kind of triggers uh, you uh, to just kind of step in uh, because I, I noticed you doing a lot more with with the other uh, younger uh, up and con- coming people in jujitsu. Yeah, I, I think you know that's uh, one to kind of I guess touch on on the travel piece first or just the the training. You know, it's it's networking, but it's it's also expanding. You know, your horizons um, <clears throat> both on the mat. And off the mat, you know, you you meet new people, uh, you go train at a a different Gracie Baja or even just a a completely different school. Um, You know, you're not only learning new techniques, potentially learning new things, seeing new things, but you have the opportunity to meet new people and, you know, just completely, you know, expand, um, you know, your horizons from that that level of diversity, whatever it is. And, um, you know, their thought, whatever they're into. Um, you know, you meet some really cool people and I, I think, you know, that's, that's awesome. And, and that's one reason why no matter what, yeah, training is a part of it. I, I always want to keep up on my training. I always want to be training when possible. Um, you know, I try to not let travel hinder that where mm-hmm. I can. Um, <clears throat> but the other aspect of it is, is just in general, um, the, the personal growth that you get from it, uh, you know, as you, as you meet new people and learn new things and, and continue on. And, um, you know, the, the younger guys, you know, whether they're just younger guys or they're just young in jujitsu, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a journey and it's it's a long journey and I think it can also be an intimidating one. Um, you know, the there's there's a saying I think we've all heard, which is the from some people is the hardest belt you ever get is the white belt, right? Because yep. that was the yep. one that you had to get when you when you stepped on the mat the very first time, which can be the hardest thing to ever do yep. is to to step on the mat the first time. And um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of guidance uh, that, that people look for. There's a lot of what ifs, I think, in, in the back of people's minds. Um, and they just want to understand things. They want to mm-hmm. understand, you know, not only just the, the techniques, but they want to understand the culture of jujitsu, the culture of the school, um, you know, the, the ins and outs of how things work um, just in general, right? There's a mm-hmm. lot of tradition there too, um, you know, and, and there's a lot of things that can be nuanced. And and so there's just a lot of questions that come as you continue on that journey, um, you know, for things that, that have to do with learning jujitsu, but things just have to learn the, the culture too. And, um, you know, it, it definitely helps to have people there that, that can listen, that can help and support mm-hmm. you. You you mentioned that, you know, one, one of the things that I always see and I try to do myself is that, you know, when you have someone new, white belt coming in for the first couple of days, you always want to encourage that person to come back, come back. You know, people people uh, jump into jujitsu, martial arts, whatever it may be, combat sports for a reason. Uh, my reason, you know, during COVID, everybody, you know, found out different things about themselves. And I found out that I had some mental stuff that I need to work through. Uh, and I'm sure that you find the same type of uh, people that you run across. Do you ever find yourself going outside of, uh, you know, the business, the, the jujitsu and that those type of conversations just to help someone that could possibly be on that edge? 
Yeah, I think, you know, it's important to be observant just in general um, of, of people, of your surroundings. And, you know, there's certain things you can see or hear, um, whether someone comes to you or not, um, you know, and, uh, you know, you can you can seek out and you can make sure that, that people are doing all right, uh, feeling OK. Some of that, you know, you can see when you're on the mat, too. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, you can see it come out. Uh, you know, they're frustrated uh, with a, with a technique, right. They're trying to do well, a lot of times that frustration really isn't about that technique, right? Maybe yep. about something that happened yep. earlier that day yep. and the day's just not going well at all because of whatever that is that day, that week mm -hmm. or whatever. And it's coming out now because this isn't going well for them too. Mm -hmm. And you're able to, to see those things, um, and, you know, talk to them, ask them what's going on, uh, see what support you can lend, how you mm -hmm. might be able to be of any assistance and, and, and help them. Um, so I think, you know, it's important to be an, an observer of people and, and, and this helps you with that. Um, and, and being able to, to be emotionally intelligent and pick up on those things and pick up on those cues. Um, you know, obviously it's easy when, when people come to you, yep. uh, for, for a, a listening ear, but you know, sometimes, you have to come to them. You have to seek them out as, as well. And I think mm -hmm. it's important to do those things that, that when you see something, you know, approach people, make sure everybody's good, you know, take care of them, take care of your brothers and your sisters and, and, uh, you know, do what you can to be a support. Yeah. You know, that, that's all about the culture, the community. I, I don't, I don't know per se, you know, the cultures and, and how the community is in other uh, schools that I've trained in, but I can say that, um, in Gracie Baja, they put a lot of emphasis emphasis on uh, things like that. Um, you know, the integrity piece of it. You know, and, and the brotherhood. I think is the most important piece. Um, let's let's switch for a second. Do you? Ever, I'm going to ask you again. Do you ever see yourself opening a school? That's it's definitely a, th I, I, a thought. And, and the reason um, why I ask you this yeah. again is because I think you have the leadership uh, characteristics. And just by the answers that you just, you know, share with us, I think that you would be great for uh, a, a spot like that. Yeah, I mean, it it's definitely crossed my mind. Um, I don't know if I'm at a point in life, uh, at, at least as a, a school owner, where... I could give it the time that I see necessary to to make a successful school because of the the true investment that's required, you know, in in time. Um, you know, I think to be a great leader, you not only have to set that vision, build culture, and then you know set the example as you lead through all those things. But I think um, you know being present is a huge part of that. Yep. Um, and with everything else I have going on in life, I'm not sure I could be present enough uh, to to build that successfully. And and if that does, there does come a day where you know I decide to to take that leap. Um, you know, I want to make sure that I can be as invested as necessary. Um, you know, to give that school and the team that would be there what they need and, and what they deserve yeah for sure do, do you have penelope and maverick uh training i, I believe i've seen penelope yes yeah yeah penelope uh actually just got her second belt promotion uh this past weekend uh got her got her gray belt uh so very very proud of that uh she's been in uh just 
going on two years now. I think it'll be two years this winter um, that she has been training. So since she uh, was six, Maverick is not training yet. Uh, he's not uh, not about it. He uh, is very shy, um, and uh, you know did some soccer this fall. Um, so I was proud of him for that. Uh, but uh, still, still trying to nudge him towards the mat uh, without forcing him, but haven't haven't quite got him there yet. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, let me say, Maverick, at forty six when I started, I was nervous too, and here I am, almost four years later. So. If I can do it, you can do it, buddy. <laughs> Man, I really appreciate you stopping by. Um, I would love to have you back um, sometime early next year so I can uh, see how you completed the year with your, your goals, not only in business, but in jujitsu as well. I think it'll be a nice kind of a follow-up to show people how, how successful you are, how successful I see you. So hopefully we'll get you back uh, early next year. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Bro, it was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.